happy Friday. I'm Sean, your host of the I'm Dealing With broadcast. And lately we've been talking about a series with trust in dealing with trust and why trust is so important. But not only is trust important, but then what do you do again when trust has been broken? We've talked about several different elements about trust and things that you can do to rebuild that trust once that trust has been broken. But we're just going to wrap this up with trust, this segment on trust, and talk about these next two factors. You know what they are? Okay, let's talk about it. One of the ones that aired, even in the very beginning of dealing with trust when trying to rebuild, the first thing you really got to do is count up the cost. Okay, count up the cost. I know it should have been the very first tip, um, but now that we're talking about it, we got to be able to count up the cost and or ask yourself the question of, is it even worth it? Think about the relationship that you've had with that individual or individuals whether it's family, friends, co-workers, maybe your, your significant other, you know, your husband and your wife. Sometimes it's, it's your children. Sometimes it's aunts and uncles, mother and father. And you have to count up the cost and ask yourself, is it worth it? You know, because when anytime you're rebuilding anything and trying to get back that trust, whether you're the cause of the trust or the recipient of the lack of trust, you always have to count up the cost and ask yourself, is it worth it? Is this something that can be salvaged? Is this something that can be harnessed? Is this something that can be turned into a beautiful thing later on down the line? Or is it something that I just need to go, you know what? Forget it. And sometimes we all have to go through that because sometimes even in dealing with trust, you find out that sometimes we sow into people or reveal things to people only to find out that they didn't have our best interest in mind. Because everyone that comes into your life, not everyone, but people come into your life for different reasons. And usually it's two reasons. You know, want to know what they are? Number one, they come into your life to build you. They come into your life to enhance you. They come into your life to give to you, to push you, to um, grow you. Yeah, those are the type of people that you really want in your life. The sad part about it is the other kind of people are sometimes the ones that we, um, we lose our trust with. And those are the ones that take from you. So again, number one is those that give to you, meaning they enhance your life. And then number two are those that take from your life. And there's nothing like trying to sow into someone or you try to re reveal some things to somebody. Or as the Bible likes to say, you know, cast not your pearls before swine. And you find out later on they're swine and they're not angels. They're not people put into your life for a great purpose to help build you. But they come into your life to steal from you. And these I like to call suckers. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, we used to go, man, he was, he was a sucker, right? We talked about stuff like that, right? Um, but these suckers are like leeches. These are the people that sap your energy. They drain from your life. They pull from you or they get try to get so much information from you so they can spew it out to the land. You know, those type of people that um, they treat you like a trash can. You know, you show up and they want to dump everything into your life and then walk away and leave you with the trash. <laughs> Yes, it happens where they leave you with 
the trash. They leave you with the garbage and then it's up to you to try to dump it off. It, what's up with that, right? And sometimes you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Or count up the cost. And in both examples, both those that enhance your life and those that take away from you, those two kinds of people are people that are going to come into your life constantly. Understanding, though, you do have to understand what season you're in. Because sometimes people come into your life to build you. Some people come into your life to, to help purge, prune, and things of that sort. Sometimes the, the people that you think are sometimes suckers because they're really always kicking you in the rear end is because they're trying to get you start to start. You know, many times, you know, we our trust is jacked up or misplaced because we want people in our lives to agree with us. And not everybody that's going to come into your life is there to agree with you. Many are there to help you, to help mold you. And sometimes you're not going to always like what's being said. You're not going to always like the advice. You're not going to always like what's required. But it's there for the making of us. It's, help, it's there to make us better. Because we all, both men and women, boys and girls, mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers, we all want to really be better. I don't think anybody wakes up every morning and thinks to themselves, okay, what can I really screw up today? I don't think anybody thinks like that. I think most people think to themselves, okay, how can I fix what I messed up yesterday? How can I do better? How can I help more? How can I give more? How can I be a better customer service person, a better manager, a better supervisor, a better lead, a better pastor, a better minister, better evangelist, better mother, better father, better sister, better brother? I think most of us think like that. But, hate to say it, there are some that don't always think like that. Some people are not always there, like I said, to enhance you. They're there to take from you, to make deposits into your life that are not great deposits. You know, it's the type of deposit that takes from you. You know, there's nothing like, you know, many of us um, having what I like to call this ATM mentality. Yes, I said it, that ATM mentality where we go to the ATM expecting to withdraw something that we never deposited. Okay, that's a word right there. That we always go to that ATM expecting to pull out that hundred or that thousand, that twenty, you know, that two thousand dollars, but you've never deposited anything into it. And that's what relationships are like. Where many times we're looking to pull something out of a relationship that we've never put into it. You know, we're looking to to uh, pull out that friend. We're looking to pull out that trust. We're looking to pull out that love. But we are not depositing love. We're not depositing trust. We're not depositing uh, satisfaction. We're not depositing uh, someone who can sit in silence and listen. We're not depositing um, a, a friend till the end. But we want to withdraw that. So in this regard, you have to count up the cost. And then last, this last point in dealing with trust, very significant point. When you're trying to rebuild anything with one person or maybe a group of people, again, whether you're on the receiving end or you're the person that caused it, the one thing you must understand and know 
You ready for this? Last point. Understand that when you go through this, you don't have to be alone. It's very imperative, very important that you find somebody that you can take with you in this journey, in this process. Consider that if you're a husband and wife, you know, you and your significant other, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, maybe you're engaged. Uh, maybe you're a couple. You're maybe a parent with a child, maybe an older child, you know, a grown person. Many times it's very wise to sit down with somebody and discuss it. You know, a neutral party, you know, somebody who doesn't have any skin in the game, as we say. That means somebody who's not going to be biased to the situation. You want somebody who necessarily, maybe somebody who doesn't know you, maybe doesn't know your counterpart, to be able to sit to where you can actually maybe air out your differences. Not necessarily use them as a trash can, but maybe to get some better insight. Because a lot of times, let's be truthful, many times we only see things from our own personal perspective. We only see things through our lenses. See, I got these glasses on. I can only see certain things through this lens. And many times, that's what we do in relationships. We see things through our own lenses. Because in all honesty, let's be truthful, that's all we really care about is how we see it. But have you ever thought or thought about the person on the other end? Have you thought about thinking it, thinking about it through their lens, their perspective, their vantage point? I remember a movie that I watched uh, many years ago, and it was called Vantage Point. And something happened uh, where the, someone was um, brutally injured, you know, even unto death. And there were many people that actually saw it happen. In order to get down to the root of the matter, they had to talk to everyone that was there because after all, everybody saw something different from their vantage point. And I hate to say it that many times we only because we only see it from our vantage point. Personally, we think we're always right. And sometimes we may be right in some things and realize later on, or maybe we don't. And we fail to realize that we're not completely right. We also have to ask ourselves, you know, what are the things that maybe we have caused? What did we do to help the situation get worse instead of get better? And it's only through the vantage point of others, you know, those that we may sit down with to discuss the matter. Not you know, um, I'm sorry, just not real housewives of Atlanta. Okay. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about sitting down with some good people, a person who, again, who is very, who's unbiased, a person who doesn't have any skin in the in the game and really wants to get down to the root of matter. Maybe that's through counseling, maybe seeing your local pastor, maybe, uh, seeing just someone that, you know, is going to give you good sound advice on the subject and you and sit down with them both you and the other party or parties and actually air out the differences in why you feel from each vantage point why the trust dissolved and then how you can bring it back because many times it's only until we see it from a different lens from a different vantage point from a different perspective that we can then heal, not just personally, 
but collectively. And then truthfully, when we heal both personally, collectively, and corporately as a corporation, as a company, as a family, as an individual, we can then and then only love people based upon what real love really is. We can then only treat people the way they need to be treated, where they are, not because of who they are, not because of what they bring to the table, not because of what they offer your company, but because it's something that we all deserve. We all deserve to be treated right. We all deserve that when I uh, explain to you and share to you my heart that I know it's going to stay there and not get published out in the world. Not on Facebook, not on LinkedIn, not on Twitter and all these different things. But it's only through trust that we can then have communion. We can break bread. We can sit down at that coffee shop and have coffee, sip a cup of tea, have dessert, go to Denny's, whatever that is. But it's through trust where I can share. We can just talk about different things. But it's in rebuilding the trust that there are many steps and avenues that we have to do to regain and rebuild that. And it takes both participants, not just one. It takes both participants. Now, if the other party doesn't want to participate or the other parties, plural, don't want to participate, then guess what? You do all that is in your best interest. Do everything you can that is within your heart and in your will. You do everything that you can to do it, to try to make things better. And then if in, if in fact they don't want to participate, then you can go, you know what? I did all I can. And they didn't want to participate. So guess what? It's now on them. Because now, because you didn't want to participate, I can still see you. You can still love them, right? You can still love them. You can still hug them and boom, you know, do the dap, you know, handshake and all that, you know, shake their hand. You can hug them and not feel any kind of way because you have genuinely tried to do everything you can. Ah, oh, let them go home and talk about you because they had to, you know, they'll say, you know, this person had the audacity to try to shake my hand. He had the audacity to try to hug me. She had the audacity to try to, to say hello to me in the walkway. She had the audacity to speak to me in the parking lot while we were parking our car. Let them be that. But guess what? Because you tried to do everything you can, your conscience, your mind, and your heart is clear. And you let them deal with that because truthfully, it is harder to be evil than it is to be good. Once again, I'm Sean, your host from the I'm Dealing With broadcast. Take care. And I'll see you again next time. Goodbye for now.